All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. We are constantly asked why Brian does not watch me more often during play sessions. And for those of you who ask, today's your day. We're going to be talking about that exact subject. Before that, we want to say thank you to Cassidy.com for sponsoring this episode of Front Porch Swingers. We get asked on a daily basis, how do we dip our toe into the lifestyle? It can be confusing. There's a lot going on out there. Some of it's great. Some of it's not. But a great option is Cassidy.com. You can start networking with people in your area. You can start making friends when you travel. You can see all of the big events coming up either in your area or around the country, actually even internationally. So there are so many ways to get involved in the lifestyle on Cassidy.com. And for listeners of our show, you can try it free for an entire month. When you go to frontporchswingers.com, go to the bottom of the homepage and click on the Cassidy banner, you're going to get an entire month of free access, all access to check it out for yourself and see why it's an amazing site that you should absolutely be on. So we hope to see you there. So it kind of dawned on me this morning. I think I've had more threesomes in the last like six weeks than I have the entire rest of the time we've been in the lifestyle combined. You've had a lot of threesomes. There's no question about it. It's been so fun. I would love to do it more often. I would love to have threesomes with couples more often. It's fucking tough. We've talked about that before. We don't need to go down that road. Easier said than done. But lately, it's been with friends, which has been so much fun. We've had Steve and Leah, who you guys have already heard about on the podcast. And then Adam and Leah, who you guys have heard about us talk about in the past. But I got to have a super fucking hot threesome with them when they were in Vegas. And then Nick and Nicole, I got to experience them together. Yeah. So it's, well, it's nice to have couples like that who are friends so that you can do that because... We talked about this at nauseum. It is not easy to find couples to play in that three-way connection. It's just not. Yeah. Not for for you and I. What's so interesting about that is you have so many couples. I'm on a couple of like Facebook pages and a couple of Cassidy communities where literally the question is asked every 10 minutes. How do we find a solo woman? How do we find a unicorn? Granted, I'm not a single woman and I'm not a quote unquote unicorn, but I play that way and I would love to do it more often and couples make it really tough. So it's just, it's always funny to me how people don't see their own responsibility in those things because we're out there yeah for sure but it's all it gets weird listen we just so on the heels of that we had the chance you had the chance to meet my friend susan last night yes who we talked about on last week's episode i had an amazing play session with her and and a couple of times now actually probably three times since this has come out but you had the opportunity to meet her. We were out and we met her for drinks. And like I told you, I knew you were going to like her. She's awesome. She is a fucking spitfire. I love women like her. Yeah, she's just hilarious and does not give a fuck. I just, I love it about her. But she was talking to us about what it's like to date in the vanilla world and the lifestyle world as a single woman in Vegas. Yes. And it was fucking hilarious. Well, what was so interesting to me about what she said, and it's not something I've necessarily experienced, so maybe I've just gotten really lucky, but she was like, yeah, even in the lifestyle, I feel like all of the guys are super, super vanilla, which has not been my experience. I mean, I have many a man who 
choke me with our cock and spank my ass and all sorts of kinky shit. So I was a little surprised by that. I'm not saying I would say she's her experience is probably more the norm than mine. I think I just gotten very lucky. Yeah. Also, we really, really do a very solid job, I think, at this point of vetting. And she's relatively new to this space. But yeah, I agree. I think her experiences have been odd. I mean, for the most part. Uh, well, also, the guys, like the single guys particularly, and this speaks volumes to this, right? Single guys that she, or presumably single guys, that right. she's been interacting <laughs> with in this space have been just that. She, As she says, they've lied about their age, been terrible in bed, you know, all those things. It's the coupled guys because she's seeing me and one other guy who's also a coupled guy. That's where her her sweet spot is. She enjoys that. And we play very differently between the two of us, myself and the other gentleman she she sees. Which I was also very turned on by when she was yeah. talking about because she said this other gentleman she's seeing is very kind of passionate and right. it's very intimate and sex with you is like fast and rough and I'm like yeah that's my man. <laughs> yeah, it's very much she enjoys the, you know, the difference between the two and which is great. The variance is awesome. But my point is the single guys and presumably they're well, they claim to be younger as we know one of them told her that he was 10 years younger than he actually turned out to be, which is insane to me. Fucking crazy. Yeah, but that's that does not seem to be the case at least from her perspective with guys who are coupled or yeah. you know partnered guys. So yeah, I think there's something to be said for that. Well, you know what's funny is she obviously she's a little bit older than I am, and she's she's dealing with mostly older men. Yes. So they're lying about their age, as in they're young. They're saying they're younger than they are. Right. I experience it the other way around. Multiple guys that I've talked to are like, "Oh yeah, I'm 28 or I'm 30." I'm like, there is no fucking way. And then through some poking and prodding, I find out that they've totally lied, and they're actually like 21. Yeah, like one guy was 22 years old. Like, come on, man. Yeah. yeah. Stop it. Stop yeah. it. You, first of all, if you don't look, if you don't look at it, it's the eye test, right? Right away. The one guy looked like he was 15. Like, there's no way this guy's 28 years old. I know. I, you know, I, what, I don't know what he's got going on. I need some of that genetics because there's no fucking way. Right? Yeah. It, what was, moisturizer are you using, yeah. sir? Because you look amazing. And he was like 21 or 22. Like, yep. okay. Uh, now I get it. And again, yeah. what the fuck am I going to do with a 21-year-old? I am so not ageist. I really try not to focus on age. But at the same time, a 21-year-old guy, what the fuck am I going to do with him? I'm going to break his world. Well, you've also got a 21-year-old sister, so it gets a little weird. It really does, yeah. yeah. Now, the one guy you're talking to is 26, which is unusual for you. Yeah. But he is a, an adult and normal sort of guy, seemingly, so you haven't met him yet, just digitally communicated with him. But that's pretty young for you. But 21 is, I yeah, that's a bit much. I mean, how much sexual experience can you possibly have at 21 years old? I had a lot. But that was just me. Okay. The normal 21-year-old. You are know. not a normal person. <laughs> These days, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like anymore. I have no idea. I don't know. either. But you have, a, you have a very young sister, and I can't imagine hanging out with... Someone her age. Yeah. I, I love her. She's a sweetheart. But Also, what do I have yeah. in common with a 21-year-old? What are we going to talk about before and after the sex? Zero. Nothing. I don't know. I don't know what 21-year-olds talk about. My sister talks to me like it's a different language. She's talking to me about some artist she loves or some DJ she wants to come out here and see. I'm like, I don't, you're like speaking Chinese to me right now. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, th there's just way too much of a, a variance between the ages that way. The disparity between 21 and 31, nonetheless 21 and 51, forget it. It's not even a conversation. Yeah, well, it doesn't really seem to go the other way, though. I can relate to people that are older than me pretty well, but I also feel yeah. like I'm kind of an old soul. Well, I used to be able to relate much more so to the younger folks because I worked with a lot of them, thousands of them. Right. So it was easy for me to have a conversation with them. Now that I've been out of that space for so long, I don't know what the fuck I would even say to them. I have no <laughs> idea. 
However, when it comes to like the dating world on my end for with men, I am constantly inundated with the young guys wanting to meet me. And I have zero interest in that. Yeah, I feel all. like that's kind of a thing, though. Like you yeah, have you're is. a very specific type for a man that's into another man. Yes, apparently so. Yeah, yeah. And you're I, a zaddy. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, look, uh, I appreciate it. It's to some degree flattering, a little weird, but flattering nonetheless. There is no attraction for me to someone that young, not in, not any gender. To a 21-year-old? Yeah, yeah. I, absolutely nothing. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's not there. I don't have it. I just you you give me shit all the time because I refer to people as kids like like you know you're like well that person's 27 I'm like well they're a fucking kid to me you know so yeah I I'm like they're four years younger than me what the fuck are you talking about yeah I just it's so weird but yeah I I don't have any interest in it so I can't I can't wrap my head around it that young you yeah know, too much I, I am however now in communication again with a gentleman I was talking to who was much closer to my age I think he's 54 um, he lost his phone or. Broke his phone, lost all the contacts, all that good stuff. Finally got back to me after a while. and So I'll probably wind up seeing him. But that makes more sense to me, someone that's a lot more age appropriate. You've talked about being interested in somewhat younger guys, like by a yeah. decade, not by three decades. Yeah, well, nothing, I, no one younger than you, I don't think makes any sense for me. Men or women or non-binary doesn't matter. Yeah. I think that's a little bit. That's about where I need to be. Well, age is such an interesting thing because people can act so different than their age suggests. So it's like, yeah. I never want to just base it on age, but at the same time, you have to make some judgment calls with regards to age. Well, it's not, a, well, age is just a, it's kind of like, it's a byproduct, right? What have you done in the 30 some odd years you've been alive? Right. What's I mean, your life experience? Yeah. Yeah, that's different. Well, like we're talking about, I'm getting ready to go home to see family for a wedding soon, Right. People that I have literally not spoken to or laid eyes on in almost 40 years. Yeah. Four zero. I have nothing in common with you because <laughs> you've done nothing right. in the last 40 years. You live in the same place. You're with the same people. You married the same person. You got the same job. You never left. You never traveled. You never did anything. I don't have anything to talk to you about. So if someone doesn't have any interests that are aligned, it's difficult regardless of their age. We talked about it. We had our friend Persephone back home, and she was 26 at that point. Yes. That girl had lived. Yes. She had that traveled. Was, she had lived yeah. the van life. She had done some cool shit. Yeah. she. I mean, that, that girl was cultured, to say the least. No way you would expect – I mean, if you just had a conversation with her and didn't see her, you weren't looking at her, there's no way you would think that she was 26 years old. Right. That's my point. an old soul. Yep. You know, and a phenomenal body, nonetheless. <laughs> an old soul and a hot body. Holy shit, is she hot. <laughs> just smoking hot. But yeah, if you're not – if you're just talking to her or, or digitally communicating with her, I imagine, there's no way you'd know that she was a 26-year-old. And then, of course, you know, we're out a lot of times and we'll meet people that age and I'm like, oh, yeah, you're a kid. Yeah. You're 26. So, yeah, it's tough. I don't know. Age is a weird fucking thing. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, too, because we do have the 20-year age gap. So yeah. I find myself drawn to people closer to your age. But at the same time, I'm like, it would be nice to also hang out with people yeah, closer my to my fault? age. Are you always are you more drawn to people my age because you're accustomed to being around me? Is that is that the reason? Maybe. I don't know what it is. I just think that people that are older, like you said, have that life experience. They tend to be a little bit more interesting to speak to. And again, that's completely generalizing, but yeah. it's just a it's a phenomenon, I guess. I don't know. But maybe it's a subconscious thing too. Like because I enjoy being around you so much and because a lot of our friends are older too. You know, Nick and Nicole yeah. are way closer to your age than they are to mine. 
mine. Oh, for sure. All of our friends are closer to my age than yours. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. just tend to be around people closer to your age and really enjoy it. So yeah. when someone my age reaches out, it's like, eh, are we going to really have anything in common? Are you going to be as cool as my friends that are in their 40s and 50s? Well, that's the thing I think of when when it comes to like meeting people for me personally. Are you going to fit into the circle of friends that we have? Right. Now, that is not necessarily just an age question, but I think of that. I ask myself that question all the time, like with our friends, Susan, who you met yesterday, and my friend Jade. We, Of course, Jade is who I talked about a couple of weeks ago, who we'll talk about again. She asked for the name Jade. The other single woman you're the playing with that you gal. enjoyed some soft play with at the club. Yes, and yep. then not so soft play later. <laughs> she is so fucking incredible. Yeah, but not so soft. Not play. so soft. Uh, but that we're going to refer to her as Jade. So it's the first thing I asked myself when I met these gals. And of course, what did what did we do? I wanted you to meet Jade. You did, and you just loved her. Yes. We invited her to the club. She met a bunch of our friends. They loved her. She's coming to the Denver event because she had such a great time with all of our friends. You met Susan last night, literally last night as we're recording this. She's a blast. She can't wait to come to an event. I want the people that I'm regularly seeing to be part of that circle and for everyone to enjoy their company. Yeah. That's a big fucking deal. I don't know if that's if we brought somebody into the circle who's 25, if that makes any level of sense. I have no idea. Nick and Nicole have kids that age. Yeah. So what does that look like? Well, yeah, but at the same time, like the hot photographer that's 26 from L.A., I mean, yeah. I'm not going to not hang out with him just because no. I don't think that he would fit into our friend circle. No, not at all. And I also don't think he's someone that wouldn't based on the things you've told me about him. He right. seems like a guy who's really got his shit together and has a he's got a lot in common with with you and I. So I don't I don't think that's an issue. And that goes back to that Persephone you know, syndrome. There are some Persephone folks, syndrome. Yeah, you know, there are some folks that age that really are cultured and and educated and and worldly. And then there's some that aren't, and that makes it difficult. Yeah, you know, they're they're attractive and they're fun and they're awesome. But you know, to have a someone that age hang out with a bunch of old asses like me doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> oh, you're not an old ass. Oh yeah, you have oh, a yeah. young soul too. I don't think you're a normal fifty-two year old. That's well, partially due to you, but also because of my past. I was always the oldest guy in the room for the most part I was surrounded by young people yeah so it didn't that didn't hurt for sure you know uh, and I've also never really tried to I don't know I never tried to age myself you know I'm not aging gracefully there's no way no you are very anti-aging no I will not do it I am not gonna you're, if I'm, my ass is in a rocking chair it's because I'm strapped to it there's <laughs> no way that's fucking happening <laughs> Yeah, I refuse. Well, good thing, because you have a partner 20 years younger than you. So. Yeah. What else, what, you got to keep up. What choice do I have? Really? I keep telling you, you have to live to be like 107. So strap in now. You uh, got a lot of years ahead of you. No shit. You're right. only halfway through your life. That's what you think. <laughs> yeah. 104? I don't think so. Not if I feel this way at 52. So you mentioned that Jade is coming to Denver, but as this episode is going up, we're recording ahead of time because yes. of Denver and because we have another Hot Wives event two days before our Denver event. So Yeah, what, you know, well, one day before we leave, which again, we said we were not going to do this and like morons, we did it anyway. Well, that's why we're recording ahead of time too, kind of getting some things out of the way. But when this episode comes out, we will have already done our Denver event. Yes. So next time we'll be talking about our Denver event and letting you know how it goes. Hopefully it was a smashing success. It is full of ridiculously hot, cool people right now. Yeah, I cannot fucking wait. I love Denver. I am enjoying our lives in Vegas immensely. Every day we do something different. We have another experience. There's always some new shit to do. I think if we ever leave here, it's probably going to be for Denver. 
Yes. Probably. Yeah, I think so too. I love Denver. It yeah. really just speaks to my soul. Well, the people there are so fucking cool. Yeah, we have so many amazing friends there. And yeah, it, it, I don't miss the snow. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not looking forward to getting into that shit again. Yeah, but it's not Montana it's snow. It's not Montana. No, no, absolutely not. So maybe it's a it's a nice, uh, happy medium. Because I'll be real, I fucking hate the summer here so far. Well, it, it was 111 yesterday. It's going to be 110 today. It's fucking hot. It's some hot shit. Oh my yeah, God. The only days that I don't really feel it is when, on Mondays when we're in the fucking pool at the Sahara. Even that's horrible. My feet have fucking third degree burns getting out of the pool just to find my sandals right next to the pool. Yeah, you don't walk around barefoot. Not a smart move. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I love Vegas, so it's, I hate to complain about just one thing, but it's kind of a one big thing. So. It's big. Well, yeah, and the truth is is though man the summer is flying by we're at the end of fucking july i know i mean we're almost there before you know it it's going to be october again when we got here and the weather was spectacular so oh. i'm just looking forward to that october to may the weather is fabulous yeah, i'm looking forward to that so anyway i love denver i think that's probably the next place we end up at some point not anytime soon we got a lot going on here and love it here so but if we were to move i think it would probably be denver i think so too. i dig it me yeah. too so single guy tip of the week we have a lot of options. Okay, I want to ha- I want to say one though because okay. I've been thinking about it a lot, and we actually talked to your friend Susan about this last night. <laughs> and Listen, she's a fucking riot, and we could do single guy tip of the week with her for the next six months. Oh my god, yes. Unfortunately, she has so so many. So many. If anyone wants to know or wants to provide single guys tips, just speak to a single woman in her 40s who's been dating routinely for a couple of years. Holy shit, will you get all the information you need? Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Okay, but one of the things that I wanted to talk about, because she and I talked about it a little bit, and then my friend Leo and I have also been talking about this exact same topic, there are too many guys out there, in my opinion, and this is not just a single guy thing, this is men in general, okay? Men tend to be very task and goal oriented people. Again, I know that I'm I'm grouping everyone in together and it's a little bit stereotypical of me to say that, but it's 100% the truth. Yeah, Men just tend to be very task oriented and that's great in things like business or household chores or whatever. It is not good in the bedroom. It doesn't work. When your only goal in the bedroom is either for you to come or for you to make the other person come, it results in a very robotic interaction and it doesn't result in being present. Like I talked about with the blindfold experience recently. I often feel like when someone's like, oh my gosh, I just want to make you come, I feel pressured to come. And then I can't just relax. I can't just sit and enjoy the sensation and enjoy the energy and the other person's presence and all of those things. So I really think that men need to start thinking more about that during sex and during interactions with people, period. Here's something that you'll find interesting. And you and I did not talk about this at all before we started recording. So this is just literally off the cuff. I have had... I don't know if it's an epiphany by any means, but certainly it's come to my attention personally that because uh, for the past couple of years now of my interacting with men physically, intimately, sexually, my ability to disconnect that that plug, the whole task-oriented idea, like I want you to have an orgasm, I am not going to orgasm until you do, this is my focus, you know, all that kind of stuff. By my playing with men, that has really taken a back seat because that doesn't seem to be the case when I'm with a man. Interesting. Okay, so explain that to me. You're saying that 
when it's two men together, very different. It's not as task oriented. No, because in my, I don't know this 100%. I'm just talking about for me personally. Right. The goal is the obvious with two dudes, right? That we're going to have an orgasm at some point. That's primarily what we're looking to do. So we already know that. That's not a big fucking deal. Got, okay. That's not a thing. Like we're not even, that's not even a, co- a conversation that we're having. We know that ultimately that's what we want that to be the end result. So everything else. Yeah, but is that's just, still a goal. But everything else is just fun before that. I guess. So there's no focus on it. But what if you didn't come during that experience? Would you think of it as a failure? No, not at all. It's happened a number of times, both for me and the partner. I mean, it's not a big deal. That's the whole thing. For guys, it ain't a big fucking deal. It's going to happen. It happens. If it doesn't, it was a great fucking time. Then why is it different with, with women? I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. For me, personally... I want, I guess it's a chivalrous thing, right? Maybe it's a fucking generational thing. Uh, I, I want you to be provided as much pleasure as possible. And I want, and like for me, my as my partner, I want you to be, whether it's me or someone else. So I'm always eager to know that you were, you know, satiated in that way. Right. But there's a difference between I want you to be pleasured versus I want the ego trip of knowing that I have made you come. Those oh, are two very different yeah, things. That's different. I'm not, that's not where I'm coming from with that. For me, it's like, it's like anything else, right? It's pulling out a chair. It's opening a door, it, whatever it is. I want you to enjoy the experience as much or more than I do. So whatever I have to do to make that happen, that's really where it is for me. And you know, my, in my whole thing, like love language for me is acts of service, right? You and I know that. So that's my thing. I don't know about anybody else. My point of this is when it comes to being task oriented as from an intimate perspective, for me, being with men has changed that for me. I think for the better, I get much less in my head when I'm when I'm with a woman and I'm just enjoying the moment because, you know, ultimately we're going to get where we want to get. I don't need to stress over it. That is so interesting. That, that's my thing. I, well, yeah. It could just be me. It's just, just for me. I just think more... I guess people in general, maybe it's not even just a male thing. I just think people in general need to go into sexual interactions as like, we're just going to enjoy each other's company and we're going to feed off each other's energy and we're going to organically allow things to unfold rather than I'm going to do this. I'm going to go down on you. I'm going to suck on your clit. I'm going to insert two fingers. I'm going to do X, Y, Z to get you to come. You see the difference? And I think too many people, I think most of the bad or mediocre experiences I've had since being in the lifestyle as I'm reflecting back on them were those guys that were so focused on an end result. Yeah. And like I said, with two guys, at least for me, not, it's not been an issue because we both know, I, I think instinctively two guys know that, listen, if we want to come, we can, it's not going to be that fucking difficult. We're not focused on that. You know, we're focused on the moment right now, what's happening. Well, then more men need to be able to do that with women. I don't fucking understand it. It really does bother me. In fact, I was just talking to this guy on our our kink site and I thought it was a good match at first. And then we kind of started getting into some sexy talk and like what our desires were, what our fantasies were. And he said something along the lines of, are you multi-orgasmic? And I said, yeah, most of the time I can come a few times during a play session. And he said, well, my record is eight and I'd really love to beat that. And I was like, Ew. That's, that's a weird statement. Why me. the fuck would you say that? Yeah, that's that's an ego thing. That yeah, that's just a weird 
thing. Uh, that, yeah, I'm not talking about. And how much pressure does that put on me? Like, oh, I'm going to make sure that you have more than eight orgasms. How sexy is that? You're totally going to be able to focus on your own pleasure with that in the back of your mind. Well, and how much pressure is he putting on himself? I mean, that's just bizarre to me. But like, for what? To what end? There, that's my. So point. that you There's can no tell reason. people you made a woman come nine times instead of eight. Or because you put so much pressure on the situation between the two of you, you didn't make her come at all, and now it, you're you're working with that in your fucking head. Like, who wants to deal with that? Yeah. I wouldn't do that to myself. That's ridiculous. No, that's crazy. I'm not doing that. No way. But like I said, for me, it's just, it's opened my eyes to not being concerned about that end result. All good things are going to happen. We're just going to enjoy the moment. And for me, it's worked out great. Yes. I will also say though, I think you're too selfless during sex. I think sometimes you need to be a tiny bit more selfish. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Nicole said that to me the other day. Yeah, I do. I think you are so focused on what makes me feel good that sometimes you don't think about asking for what makes you feel good. And I think if we're talking about organic sex, that's how it has to work. It has to be a two-way street. Yeah, I suppose. But listen, I'm not complaining. The sex that I have is fucking phenomenal. So if it sounds like I'm complaining, I'm a fucking moron. That's not what's (laughs) happening. No, it's not about complaining. It's just about finding like sexual nirvana and getting to the height of it. Yeah. All right, so single tip of the week, what is the uh, the basis? Live in the moment and don't be so focused on a goal, whether it's either talking to someone or in the bedroom. Men tend to be very task-oriented people, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's until fine if you're, you're t- working with, like, carpentry. Exactly, yes. This is not A, B, C, one, two, three. This is about feeling, and it's about being in touch with your emotions and your body and another person's body. And if you think about it like that rather than, oh, I must make her come, I think you'll have a much better time. Agreed. And you'll probably be invited back more often. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. I've always, that's my hope, always. (laughs) So, yeah, no doubt. I agree. All right. Well, I want to get to the story today because as we mentioned at the opening of the show, this is a very unique one. This is the first time you have watched me with someone else in years, literally years. Yeah, actually watched, not listened, but watched and been in the same room. Absolutely. Yes. So I'm really excited. Plus it's with a fucking amazing man that you guys have heard about many times before. Before we get to that, though, we want to say a thank you to the partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. Our partner has a product that Brian literally uses every single day. You guys know from listening to our show that he takes his health very seriously, and we're also really busy people. He doesn't have time to take a million different supplements and pack them along when we're constantly traveling, but he still wants to have good gut health and be able to recover as quickly as possible after the gym, which is why he uses Athletic Greens every single day. So what exactly is Athletic Greens? With one delicious scoop, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, recovery, focus, and even aging. One of the things I personally really like about Athletic Greens is it's very lifestyle friendly. People are eating in a lot of different ways these days, but it doesn't matter whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, Athletic Greens will fit in with your lifestyle. It also contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, and it's still taste absolutely delicious. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash FPS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash FPS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
I'm really excited about our next partner because I'm a little bit of a jewelry snob. I have shopped for it in every place you can possibly imagine, and I just feel like a lot of it is kind of generic. And that's why I was so excited to stumble upon Body Art Forms. They have some of the most unique, edgy, cool, chic pieces I've ever seen, especially now that I have my nose pierced. I'm super excited to try different rings and hoops in my nose piercing, and I love that they have things that you don't see anywhere else. Now, they have the staple pieces to the little hoops and the little studs. But if you're looking for something a little bit different that you're not just going to find anywhere, you need to head to Body Art Forms. And the company itself is also just amazing. It's founded by two sisters who have been running this small business together since 2001. And of course, we always like to hear that they're donating money to charity too. 20% of all their profits go to charitable causes. They've been serving the pierced and modified community for two decades, and they have a huge selection of quality jewelry for every single budget. Truly, when I tell you guys this, you're going to want to see their pieces. I got a couple of earrings from them, a couple of sets of earrings that are some of the coolest that I've ever seen. They're huge conversation pieces. I'm wearing one of them to an event that we're going to tonight because I know that somebody's going to come up and ask where it's from. I love statement pieces. And if you want some of those, or if you're just looking for quality basic pieces, go to bodyartforms.com. And if you use our code FPS at checkout, you're going to get 15% off of that first order. Again, that is bodyartforms.com, code FPS at checkout for 15% off of your order. So you've probably heard about microdosing. It's gaining popularity like crazy. But if you haven't, just know that all sorts of people are microdosing daily to feel healthier and perform better. Our show today is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. They really do taste and feel amazing. I've used them to help me get in the zone when doing creative work, to help me wind down at the end of the night, and to sleep like a baby, which for me is a really, really big deal. Microdose is available nationwide, and to learn more about microdosing THC, you can go to microdose.com and use code FPS to get free shipping and 30% off of your first order. Again, that's microdose.com. Use code FPS to get free shipping and 30% off of your order. Links can also be found in the description of our show today. So it's very easy for you to make sure that you get the gummies that are going to make you feel good. So this is an interesting one (laughs) for many different reasons. I had some big realizations in all of this. I had some fun in all of this. I got a cock in all of this. I certainly had a big, nice, beautiful cock in all of this. So yeah, it's just a, it's a fun story and I'm very excited to tell it. Now, I will also say, spoiler alert, this is with Leo. Leo has become a big part of our show. <laughs> like A lot of people reach out asking about him, where they can meet him. We have a lot of Leo fans. Yes, yes. They're, well, he has a lot of fans for sure. And for good reason. So I think I talk about him very flatteringly on the show. And like I said, for good reason. I have really enjoyed mm-hmm. obviously playing with him. But this has become a, a very nice friendship as well. No, oh, for sure. He's a solid dude. And so I thought that this was kind of the perfect person for us to have this experience with because I trust him so deeply and I know that you really like him too. And I've been kind of, I don't want to say, maybe, I'll say pestering. I've been pestering a little bit for this to happen. You have. Because I think from my perspective... I hate stagnation. I hate feeling like we're doing the same things over and over again. 
and it, that's in all areas of my life. It's not just sexual. It's right. not just about hot wifing. It's every area of my life. It's like if we're doing the same thing over and over, I get so fucking bored and I check out. Well, you can't sit still for five fucking minutes. If no. we spend more than one night at home, you have to like do something. That's oh my crazy. God, I hate it. Like Literally. Two nights at home and you're just a basket case. Like if we work all day one day, the next day I'm like, I have to get the fuck out of this house. I have to. I am yeah. not a homebody at all. Yeah. And I'm not somebody who likes routine. You love routine. Love I it. fucking hate hate routine. I'm a champion of routine. (laughs) So I think from my perspective, and it's so funny to say this now, because when we first started talking about you potentially watching me with someone again, it was during a time where I was playing with several people, but it was kind of always the same type of play and the same type of scenario. They would come over, we would have this really hot sex, they would leave, then you'd come back, we'd reconnect. Not that it was ever bad, but it just started to feel like I was kind of in a rut. And what's funny about that is when this actually happened was during a month when I had multiple threesomes, we went on a trip. It was a very busy, like... (laughs) week and a half. I had a, a mini gangbang with the bull bang guys. I mean, there was a lot going on. So it it just happened at a really funny time. Like here I am complaining about stagnation and doing the same thing over and over again. Meanwhile, I'm having threesomes and gangbangs and all sorts of crazy shit going down. Yeah, you had a threesome with I think Adam and Leah the same week, the bull bang guys. Yep. All you were all over the place. Yeah. So anyway, that was what spawned this whole thing because I think for you and I we've explained this on the show before but I would love for you to share from your perspective why it is you don't watch me more often. Well, first of all, the reason that this was a little bit more interesting to me is because, well, the main reason, because I know how excited you are to play with Leo. Yeah. If this were just some guy that maybe you didn't have a connection with or we didn't have a history with or, you know, it was the first time kind of thing or whatever the case may be. It would not have been as enticing to me. I I simply would not have been as interested. Just not. Now, the other day, or I guess at this point, when this is coming out, maybe two weeks, three weeks back, when we did the the blindfold date, that was hot. Now, I did not watch it. I listened to it. Yeah. Which for me was kind of cool because you didn't see it either. Right. You know? <laughs> we both have the same visuals yeah, on it, which is nothing. See, yeah. yeah, you didn't get to see it either. Yeah. So it was fun. And and listening to it for me is just it's an imagination thing. I can I can close my eyes and I almost instinctively know what is going on based on how you're responding. Yes. So for me that's fun and it's it's hot. To watch it changes everything, right? I mean you talked about it. You you take away one sense sight, for example, and all of a sudden your hearing is just that much sharper and, you know, smells and tastes and all those things. So that's kind of what really does it for me. So to be in the room and watch and listen and all of that stuff, it's not as hot because I'm it, it's overload, right? It's, well, a, it's too much. But you've also expressed to me multiple times in the past intrigue of this is the mystery. Yeah. It's the idea of, and maybe even the, the anticipation of me returning to you right. and telling you about it. And you also get to feed off of the energy that I just had with someone else. And so just the idea of the unknown is really exciting to you. And obviously, if you're sitting there watching it, there is no unknown. Well, I also want to hear it from your perspective. Like, I want to hear you retell me the story based on how you experienced it. Yeah. Because if I'm in the room with you, even though we're you're involved and I'm watching, we're still experiencing two different things. But I want to hear it from you. Yeah. Right? As opposed to, you know, now I got I have already seen it, so I already have a picture in my mind 
which maybe does or doesn't coincide with what you're telling me because I saw something completely different. You know what I mean? It's a different perspective. I want to hear it from you specifically. Okay. So, but with, in a case like this, because I know how attached you have become to Leo's cock. That, <laughs> and Leo as a person. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you guys are really, really getting along. I mean, you talk every day. There's a, you know, there's a connection. And because I know how, you know, how much you like him, it makes it hotter for me. So I was more interested in watching that because okay. I knew that the connection between you was also going to be fluid. My being present wasn't going to get in the way. If this were someone we didn't know, for example, or had very little interaction with, it could have been awkward. Well, this so this is going to be an interesting conversation then because what happened was I played with Leo alone, then we had dinner, then you came and met us, you watched the first half of our second session, and then he and I finished together. And I will tell you now, spoiler alert, each session was very different. Well, yeah, for sure, because you guys played, and I dropped you off. I had some some errands to run. You played in the afternoon. I met you guys like around 6 o'clock for dinner. You had had dinner. We met for a drink. And then from there, we went up to his room, and I watched you guys play for about 30 minutes or so. And then I excused myself so I can leave you guys alone for a little bit. And I waited for you. And then again, another you know 45 minutes or whatever is when you and I got back together. But... Yeah, there, so there was a little bit of, you know, I got to watch, and then I didn't get to watch, and then I got to hear about the, you know, the play afterward. So there was a, you know, a best of both worlds, I guess. Okay, so let's walk through this whole thing. You dropped me off at the hotel that he's staying at. Yeah, really nice. I go in, he meets me downstairs because he always does. He's a total gentleman like that. He comes and finds me at the door. We go up to his room, and there is a frenzy when Leo and I first get together because he doesn't live here. And we go weeks in between seeing each other. So when we do get our hands on each other, it is hot and heavy very quickly. We are not catching up. We are not sitting around sharing what's been going on in our lives. That's not what this is. It's time for catching up over drinks later. We walked into the hotel room. I cleaned myself up really quick. I changed into a piece of lingerie and we were fucking going at it. It was hot and crazy and wild. We're making out with each other. He at one point pushes me down on my knees, very assertive and aggressive with me, which he always is. And I fucking love that. And I start sucking this beautiful cock. I think what I also really love about Leo and his cock is that it gets hard very quickly. I'm talking like within five seconds. And I love that because it makes me feel desired and it makes me feel like he really wants this to be happening. I'm not saying that if he couldn't get hard for a couple of minutes, it doesn't mean he doesn't want me. But it's that visual representation of like, oh, you're into this and you want this to happen as much as I do. Yeah, it's confirmation that... This is a hot thing for him, too. So I'm sucking his cock. And then what transpires is just this wild, crazy fucking... We're in so many different positions. There was one point, I I think I put it up on some of our social media or something, but there's a mirror. So he has this great big bed, and he has a big mirror that takes up like half the wall yeah, next to the cool bed. Yeah, a very cool room. It was a very ornate mirror. And so there's one point where... I am sucking his cock in the mirror and my dress is the the outfit that I have on is being lifted up in the back. He has it lifted up and it's exposing my pussy in the mirror. And he's taking videos of me sucking his cock and my pussy and my ass bouncing up and down in the mirror. And 
it was driving us both fucking crazy. And that also really speaks to his and my experiences together. Like, he's great at creating an experience. It's not just, oh, come over here and suck my cock. It's, you come over here, suck my cock. I'm going to take video so that I can send it to you later and we can tease each other with it. Oh, and also, I get to look at your pussy in the mirror and your ass and talk about how good they both look i also think he just genuinely loves my pussy well but also it, it speaks to the connection it speaks to the the way that you guys are able to interact because that could easily take you out of the moment depending on how that goes like if someone's like yeah get you know suck my cock i want to you know video your ass in the mirror that could take you out of that space not for me i thought it was so fucking hot it was so confident i think the reason it doesn't throw me off is because he's so sure of himself in those moments well, that's what i mean the, con- the connection between the two of you if it was somebody else it might not be that hot he's orchestrating the whole thing and i also feel like he just he's a very creative lover like i said i feel like there's so many guys that are like oh just come over here and suck my cock and that's the point is that you're sucking my cock right versus we're going to make this an experience and we're going to make it a memory and we're going to have a video to show for it and all all of these things. I just love that. And pretty quickly after the cock sucking and ass bouncing in the mirror thing, he comes around to the side of the bed that I'm on, puts on a condom, starts fucking me from behind. Very aggressive. It was it was a very needy fuck. It was clear that we were hungry for each other. All of his motions. I mean, he knows my body at this point so well. So as I say, he's coming over and just like taking me. He's still easing into me. He's a big fucking man. Yeah. Oh my God, his cock's amazing. But he can't just ram into me. No, so not, he, not without trauma. <laughs> he lubes himself up. He always has this green bottle of lube that he keeps right next to us. He's always prepared. He lubes himself up. He slides into me. He starts fucking me from behind. He's grabbing onto my hips. He's grabbing onto my ass cheeks. And the dirty talk starts almost instantly. I mean, I'm telling him this is his pussy. It was so funny that you said that Yes, the last time we were recorded about Susan that she, yeah. you were saying that to her because Leo and I say that to each other all the fucking time and it turns me on so much. It's this very primal thing of like you in that moment, you get possession of this pussy and right. I'm letting you know that auditorily. Yeah. Fucking hot. Yeah, very hot. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of that? Well, it, well I, t- I got to hear it. I mean, I was there. When you guys were, were, again, this is a separate session, but when you guys were playing and I was in the room, I mean, I got to hear it. That's Did we fir- say that to each other in the room when you were there? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, shit. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, so that's the, I guess the first time I've actually heard that from somebody else or from you you saying it to somebody else. Okay, we'll so, get there. We'll get there. So anyway, we're saying all sorts of naughty shit to each other. Of course, I'm like, yes, I love that cock. That cock feels so good. Just very... I'm so comfortable with him at this point that I feel like I can pretty much say whatever the fuck comes to my head, which is really fun. Back to that whole thing of organic play and allowing yourself to feel things. I really get to do that with Leo because there is no concern that he's going to judge me or that he's going to think something I say is weird or any of that. Well, you need to say enough weird shit that, you know, it doesn't matter. Not usually during sex. Not during sex. (laughs) Other times you say weird, awkward shit. Yeah, well, whatever. It is what it is. I am weird. But yeah, during sex, I'm usually pretty smooth. Yeah, I you're will pretty say. focused. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only time in my life I'm focused yeah. when I have a cock inside of me. That's it. Yeah, that's what it takes. <laughs> Maybe I should start taking tests while getting fucked or something. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that goes on for quite a while. And then he wants me to ride him, which I would happily do. I love riding a cock his size because I get to determine what I do with it. And there's something so hot about 
mixing up the way that I'm riding a very large cock. For example, I can kind of lean back and get a certain angle and that feels really good in one spot. I can lean all the way forward and like make out with him and that provides a different sensation. I can go fast. I can go slow. Anyway, that went on for a while. I rode his cock like my life fucking depended on it. And I mean, I am sweating on him. He is sweating. We are just touching each other all over the place. It is aggressive. Like he's reaching down and grabbing and spanking my ass. And there was one point when he kind of reached up and he wasn't choking me, but more so just holding me by my neck, which fucking drove me crazy. And he's doing it at the same time that he's looking directly into my eyes and saying these negative nasty, dirty, hot things. It was just intense. I can't describe that first session in any other way than intense. And again, I think for me, it was this reconnection. It was like, well, I haven't seen you in a month. And we dirty talk and we send pictures to each other and we do all of this foreplay. So by the time we get together, it is just fucking explosive. Well, that's just it. We talked about that. If he had lived here, if he lived here in Vegas, it was closer to us. A, I don't know that you would actually see him as often, oddly enough, because, yeah, I think you would miss some of that anticipation and it would would affect the result a little bit. Yeah, maybe. I think what would happen is if he lived here, we would fuck every day for like four weeks and then I wouldn't see him for a few months. Then you'd need like a break. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So it's kind of nice that it's like this little treat and it is, it is an anticipation. It's, it's. Four weeks of foreplay. So by the time we're there and I'm riding his cock, we are just fucking, oh my God, we're going at it. We're dirty talking. We're grabbing each other. He's choking me slightly. Just all of it. So fucking amazing. And this whole thing ended with him fucking me from behind again. The first session, he was fucking me and he said that he was going to come. And I told him that I wanted him to come on my face. And so I thought that that was the plan. But then he's like balls deep inside of me. And he's like, I'm going to come. So I thought he was going to pull out and he just came, which was fine because his cock is so big and thick that when he comes, he's wearing a condom. Keep this in mind. I can still feel it pulsating. I can feel it pumping the cum out of his cock. It is so fucking hot. Yeah. Also, it's, I think, important to note that you rarely want someone to come on your face. Yeah, well, yeah, hardly ever. Yeah. So, I mean, that speaks volumes Listen, to the relationship. Leo could come on any inch of my body he so chooses, and that includes my hair, which I will say, whenever <laughs> anyone before. whenever anyone reaches out and they're like, "What are your hard limits or what are is completely off the table?" I name a few things, and the other thing I name is don't get come in my hair. Right. Because I fucking hate it. Leo could come right on the top of my scalp, I wouldn't give a fuck. I'd massage that shit in and I would just let it sit. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. (laughs) So anyway, we finished with that first session. We're kind of laying, we're talking to each other, we're touching each other. That's also when I realized how comfortable I am with him because I'm not pulling blankets over me. I'm not rushing to get dressed. I'm not thinking about what I look like in that moment. I'm just really feeling the energy back and forth between he and I. And it was wonderful. We just sat and had this nice little conversation. And that was kind of our chance to catch up a little bit. That was also when I said, what do you think of the idea of us having a second session after dinner and Brian watching? And I was a little bit nervous to ask him because I didn't want him to feel as if we were using him as a prop. You know what I mean? Like, well, this is what Brian and I want. So are you able to fulfill that for us? 
And because we have never done that up to this point, I just didn't want him to feel weird about it. You know, it's also one of the reasons we I don't particularly care to do that, particularly with people we don't know. I don't want anyone to ever feel like we're using them for the benefit of what is going to be something for us later. Now, of course... The truth of the matter is we do benefit from all of the play that either I have or you have, but I don't want to make someone feel fucking weird like they're there to entertain me. Exactly. Yeah. And But he actually lit up. I was really surprised. He was like, oh, that would be really hot. He's well, like, that's because he's used to that because everyone else wants that. Well, but he also likes it. And what he communicated to me is he really prefers that the husband is there because he gets to kind of put on a show right. and he gets to show his skills and he gets to show what he can do to the wife. And that like turns him on, okay. which I found very interesting. It makes total sense with his personality, too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's a you know, he's an animated, entertaining, fun guy to be around. Yeah, but he was totally thrilled at the idea. So anyway, we get dressed. I kind of put myself together. He and I go down. We have some barbecue. And honestly, I had equally as much fun just sitting there having dinner with him as I did fucking him, which says a lot. Well, it was interesting because you guys were, you had pretty much finished by the time I got there and we just sat and had a drink. And I, I was trying to get the the body language and kind of the mannerisms of the bartender and the two ladies sitting next to you <laughs> to see what their reaction was going to be when I show up. I kiss you. Hello. You know, he hugs me. I shake his hand. I put my hand on your shoulder. Yeah, yeah. And then we're just kind of sitting there and I'm wondering, what do you people think is happening right now? <laughs> well, I mean, cause I don't know. Was there, was there contact between the two of you while you were having dinner? I mean, Absolutely. What, yeah. Yep. So yeah, he was rubbing my leg. I was ru- rubbing his shoulder. I don't think we like kissed or anything like that, but I think it was pretty clear that we were there together right well, not gotta, just friends hanging out so it's like either the bartender thought oh well it's just vegas that's just what it is or there there she was like what the fuck just happened i'm sure most of these vegas bartenders see a lot yeah. more taboo shit than that for sure yeah but it was interesting and i mean dinner was so fun we just joked we laughed the thing that i really appreciate about leo and i think it's one of the reasons that our sex is as good as it is is because neither of us take ourselves too seriously and we're just willing to be goobers. Right. You know, he is not, he's a very smooth person until he's not. And then he's just a giant goober like I am. And I really appreciate that. When I get to see those silly, jokey moments with him, it it makes me feel like I'm getting to see the real Leo. Yeah, for sure. Well, again, at this and, point, you know him. Yeah, but there's a lot of people that hide that away, especially when the vast majority of your time together is sexual. Yeah. It's almost like, well, I have to be on all the time. I have to really put on a cool front all the time. Yeah, but the truth is by the time you, you know, as long as much time as you guys have spent together and as long as we've known him, it's very difficult to keep that up and not be yourself over a period of time. Yeah, you know, that's you've true. Got, you've just got to relax and become more comfortable because but it's some just people, such a job. It's, it's work. Yeah, but some people don't. And I think those are the dynamics I've had with other people where it doesn't get past yeah. just a few times of us having sex. It doesn't because last. it's like you're not a well-rounded person in my head. You might be a well-rounded person, but I'm not seeing that. Right. And so I get bored. Right. And that's not how it is with Leo. It was very just fun and effervescent. He's a very effervescent person. It was just wonderful. Well, there's something else I want to mention because I, I was really blown away by this. You didn't tell me this until much later in the evening. You and I were already at home and you were texting with him. He was thanking us for the evening, thanking you or whatever. So you guys had dinner. You had a couple of drinks. I met you. You basically had finished dinner. I had a drink. You and I, we paid the tab. Yes. He told you later that no couple has ever ever even bought him a drink before. Which is fucking crazy to me. So, yeah, this is this just goes back to that fucking 
bullshit hierarchy. You think because you're a couple that you like you don't have to do anything to make the other person feel comfortable. Now, if he were a female, I'll bet you the couple would pick up the fucking tab. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely part of it. I also think it just goes back to friendships versus hookups. There are so many people that are like, oh, we have our lifestyle friends, but none of them are single guys. For sure. We're not going to make long lasting friendships with single guys. Why would we? Well, I mean, some of my best friends are single men in the lifestyle. Yeah. some Some of both of our best friends are single men in the lifestyle. So yeah, I just think it's a respect thing. But anyway, yeah, we had dinner. So what was interesting is I felt like you were getting kind of antsy. And well, I, I was. your energy was very different than it usually is. Very kind of an anxious energy. Well, yeah, because normally in a situation like that, for example, maybe you guys met for dinner or for drinks. I met you for a drink. I would be leaving to leave you guys alone. Right. And then go doing whatever I was going to do and not focused on what you are about to do because I don't, I don't do that when you're playing, right? Because otherwise it'll drive me crazy. So I just kind of go do my own thing. In this particular case, the three of us were going to leave where we were to go upstairs and you guys were going to play and I was going to watch. So knowing that I was going to do that, I wanted to do that. Yeah. Like, let's go upstairs. Let's get this on. I don't want to sit here and you know, get up the bartender anymore. <laughs> right. So I was ready. So the three of us went up to the room and I don't really remember how the whole thing unfolded. I do remember I changed into this little black and red Teddy lace number. He put some music on. He put music on. You sat down in one of the chairs. I think he had asked you if you would take some pictures and videos. Is that right? Okay. So he and I are, again, making out with each other very quickly. I come out from changing. We're making out with each other. He gets naked very quickly. Yeah. I start sucking his cock very quickly. And what was interesting about this is I wanted you to be there because I wanted to put on a show for you and because I wanted us to try something different. But the enticing thing to me was, okay, Brian is going to get to see this. I'm going to be like his personal porn star for an hour. And it was kind of distracting for me. Sure. I kept looking over at you. There were multiple times. And it was it was really funny because I know that you are okay with whatever the fuck I want to do. But for whatever reason, when especially when he and I started dirty talking with each other or when I really started like slobbering all over his cock and I had drool going down my face, I remembered thinking, okay, is this going to be weird for Brian? Is he going to be bothered by this? Which makes no logical sense. Well, first of all, I was able to see most of what was going on. I was on the far side of the room. You guys were on the other side of the bed, the side of the bed where the wall is, where the mirror was. Yeah. So I could see everything. And I was, you know, taking pictures and videoing, obviously. And I could hear, obviously, everything as well as see it. So, yeah, I, I think part of, I guess, part of why you were concerned is because... While I have seen this before, obviously, and listened to it and all that good stuff, your connection with him is different. And I think maybe you got in your head about it because of how you feel about the relationship, not how I feel. A hundred percent. Yes. Well, so here's an example. So after I suck his cock for a little bit, I get on the bed, I get on my back. He gets on top of me and starts fucking me on top. And as he enters me, I wince. I yep. kind of let out this like, like almost a gasp because it's a big fucking cock. And it it hurts when it first goes in. I love that feeling. <laughs> Again, I know I've said it many times. People aren't going to fucking get it. But that initial stretch with a big cock, 
it is like cocaine to me. I've never done cocaine, but I can assume it's like that. <laughs> like it's addicting. I'm constantly looking for that next hit of it. But the second that I let out that gasp as he's entering me, I look over at you and I'm like, well, what's Brian's reaction to this? Is he going to be bothered by that? Is he going to think it's weird? I knew that you wouldn't logically, but subconsciously I'm like, is this something that's going to bother him? Isn't that weird? It, it, a little bit. But again, I think that goes to your, maybe, I don't know, it, it may be a situation where you find a little bit of guilt in just how much you enjoy being with him and you're concerned that that's going to somehow translate to me and that I'm going to be disturbed by it. Yeah, that's 100% it, what it is. It's not the case at all. I know it's not, but yeah, it was really interesting to be in that situation because well, any other time, that initial stretch and that gasp would have been like, oh yeah, it's fucking on. And instead, I'm looking over at you, I'm trying to gauge the look on your face, all of that. Well, and that's why I say a lot. I don't. I am not a fan of being in the room with you playing with someone else, or even when it's me and a, and a, a, a couple. For the most part, myself and the female portion of a couple, and the husband is there, much like I was there when you know when you were playing with Leo. It can get a little awkward, and I've also we've had these experiences where afterwards. I'll get contacted by the either the husband or the wife, and it's like, oh, yeah, that got a little weird. He didn't expect this or he didn't expect that. It's like, well, fuck, you know, I, I don't want to be that person. So I, I want to eliminate that as much as possible. And that's obviously what was going on is that you got a little uncomfortable because of how comfortable you are with Leo. Yes. You were concerned that it was going to be disturbing to me, which really logically doesn't make sense because it's what you and I talk about all the time. That's the... That's the intensity that we bring to our sex life. Right. So there's no issue for me. I know there's not. I know, I know logically there's not an issue. I'm just explaining how I felt in the moment. So I remember that very distinctly. I also remember getting lost in it. I remember for a couple of minutes, I didn't even think about you being in the room. So it kind of went back and forth. I mean, he's fucking me on top at one point and it's, he's really going deep and he's starting to say naughty things to me. I'm saying naughty things back to him. I didn't even realize that I said, this is your pussy in front of you, which is really interesting considering how hyper-focused I was on you. Yeah. Well, don't forget though, because of where I was sitting, you guys a couple of different times were not facing me. Yeah. So you weren't really seeing me. I could see you because obviously I was looking directly at you, but I could also see you from all angles because of the mirror on the other wall. Yeah. Uh, and I could hear, it, the room just wasn't that big and the music wasn't that loud. So I was able to hear. And while I did not believe that that was, that you guys were doing that for my benefit it was a benefit because you and I have talked about this while you and I are playing about how you and he communicate and it was just validation that that's what's going on and yeah. so it's just that much hotter to me I, you know what's being said is not as important as something being said yeah you know well, I remember at one point he flipped me over. He was fucking me from behind. I did keep thinking, oh, I really hope Brian likes this angle because you like my booty. So he's fucking me from behind. Here's this giant cock fucking me with my ass up in the air. Hopefully, I have pictures. Hopefully you enjoyed that. And video. And so, I mean, we fucked for probably a good 30 minutes or so, maybe 45 minutes. Yeah. And then you said you were going to step out. Yeah, you guys stopped for a minute, like to take a break. Yeah. And I said, hey, I'm going to give you guys some time and then, you know, I'll be downstairs. Let, you know, I'll just meet you down there when you're done. And so, you know, shook his hand, kissed you goodbye, went downstairs. And my thinking was, I did not notice anything unusual or that it was awkward or anything like that. I just don't ever want to be the guy who causes any issues with a 
you know, a situation like that because it's, I, you know, I just don't want to be that person. So whether it's me that's playing, I don't want it to be weird for anyone. I don't want to be the reason it's weird. Yeah. So will you leave? And it is interesting because it's like all of a sudden we go into hot and heavy mo- mode. He has me up against the window. He literally walks me over to the window. Where I was sitting. So it wouldn't have been easy to do. <laughs> has me bent over. There's kind of a window ledge that I can kind of like rest on. And I'm looking down. The The room faced the pool. So yeah. I was looking down on the pool. There's all these people down there. And he's just fucking the shit out of me from behind while I'm looking at the pool. It was a very hot moment. Then there's this kind of L-shaped couch. It almost looked like sex furniture, but it wasn't. It was just a lounger that was down by the window. He basically pushes me over that, starts fucking me from behind on that. Then we get back on the bed. He's fucking me from behind there. And then he's like, I'm going to come in your mouth. And I'm like, fuck, yes, you should come in my mouth. So he's fucking me from behind. And he's like, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. So then I turn around. I get down on the ground on my knees. I take his entire load in my mouth. I swallow it down. We both just start bursting out laughing because it was like 20 minutes of the most intense sex he and I've ever had. And I could couldn't really understand why it was just it was so funny it was almost like like we're doing something naughty behind your back that's what it felt like well that's because again i think i don't listen i understand that people play the way they play and that some people don't uh it doesn't matter who's there or how many people or whatever the case the bottom line is when two people have especially two people who have a connection like you and he do you're going to be much less inhibited without an audience especially if i'm the fucking audience yeah. So regardless of how you guys interact with me in the room, there's going to be an abridged version of that. It, I think it's just human nature. You're well, not going to be able to be 100% yourself if I'm fucking there. It was really interesting to me because he said something about it afterwards. He said, you didn't seem exactly like yourself with Brian in the room. What was that about? I really liked that he brought that up. I liked that he had the confidence to do it and he was willing to have the conversation. And I was like, oh, I didn't notice that at all. It wasn't until afterwards when I really had time to digest the whole thing that I realized how different it really was. He and I by ourselves in the beginning, again, all of this build up anticipation, super hot. You're in the room. It's still ridiculously hot, but it's very kind of, I don't know, I'm being analytical. I'm not being 100% in the moment and it's not the same heat. And then you walk out the door. He has me bent over the windowsill. He has me bent over the couch. He has me bent over the bed. He's coming in my mouth. He's pulling my hair. We're saying all sorts of naughty shit to each other. I called him daddy. Well, yeah, (laughs) that's just what it is. It's like you get to express yourself fully in the privacy of just you know the two of you whoever the two of you may be and it's i don't like i said i don't care i think it i i think there's a a level of people just get a little too in their heads in the moment and can easily squeeze the the excitement or the joy out of an experience like that i think this experience was a reminder of a couple of things for me first of all I think the connection between Leo and I is so strong and so unique that throwing anyone into the mix throws things off completely. And I don't want to do that going forward. The other thing, though, is I am reminded, I think you have spoiled me to a large degree. How's that? You are so chill about things in the lifestyle. You are so chill about allowing me to explore and do the things that I like. You do not get jealous. You do not get insecure. 
you've really never had a moment where you are upset about something I've done and it allows me to feel free. And this was a really great reminder of that because I I came back down, I, it, I did almost feel guilty about how hot that session was when you walked out the door and I came back down, I told you everything and you were like, okay, that sounds great. Like, I'm so glad you had fun. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, you were a little sheepish about it, but the thing you have to remember is for me, I am, well, you should know this instinctively. There is no faking it for me. I am either in the green or I'm in the red. Right. There is no fucking gray area. And so you and you can't act. There is no acting. Yeah. I don't have the ability to do If you're upset, you're upset. Yeah. And I, you're, there's no not knowing it. Right. Everyone fucking knows it. <laughs> I can, listen, I can destroy the mood in a room really fucking quickly. Yes. I can instantly do it. It does not matter the situation. So... If I'm good, you know I'm good. And if yep. I'm not, you fucking know it. So there's should not really, for you anyway, there shouldn't be a question. There isn't a question. It's a subconscious thing. And I think it's based on, I think it's still continuing to unlearn past behaviors, yeah. right? Like in literally every other relationship I've ever been in, there has been jealousy and there has been insecurity and there has been anger about things way less intense than <laughs> way me taking a giant cock for hours. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, I do think that sometimes it's still kind of jarring to me or I forget how lucky I am to be in the situation I'm in where I get to have this amazing, supportive, healthy relationship and go off and have crazy hot adventures with other people, and there's no issue. Well, and that's why a lot of times I, I when you know, of course, we'll do some live things somewhere or social media, or even we did a fucking seminar one time about jealousy. I hate that fucking topic. And the truth of the matter is, I fully understand now because of our relationship why all of my other past relationships have failed. Because for the most part, most people do experience jealousy. On some level, I do not. And when one person does and the other person absolutely never does, I guess there can be that feeling of, oh, he just doesn't give a shit. The truth is, I didn't. Yeah, but that's very toxic thinking. It is, but I I really didn't give a shit. (laughs) So it wasn't like I was trying not to give a shit. I just didn't. Well, I think the reason our relationship works is because you show me how much you give a shit in other ways. Well, that's just it. Some people can't compartmentalize that. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't care about the jealousy piece. He's not jealous. He doesn't care about me. So he doesn't care about anything. No, I'm just not a jealous fucking person. Yeah. That's just not my, I don't have that chemistry. You know, I don't know, for whatever reason, maybe it's a, I I don't know why. I've never had it. My old man never had it either. So I I guess it's fucking past it. And I think a lot of people would look at that and go, oh, it must mean that you're apathetic to the relationship. Not at all. Versus I look at it as you show me literally every single day how much you love me. Why on earth would I want you to show me via jealousy? That makes no sense. Well, yeah, it's like I want to protect you, obviously, and and take care of you and, and make sure you have everything you need. And whether that's making you coffee in the morning or making sure you're not accosted, uh, at some fucking, you know, in some situation, those are very different things. But from a jealousy perspective, I am confident enough in who I am, in our relationship, and in what we have built that I don't need to concern myself. It's just one fucking thing I don't need to add. I don't have enough bandwidth. I don't need to worry about that. Well, There's and how lucky am I? Because I get to have experiences like this and it's fine. So anyway, here's my takeaways from this whole thing. I don't necessarily want you in the room. I like being able to explore on my own and I like being able to share with you after 
afterwards what has happened. Good. So I don't want to be in the room. I, I want to be outside the room at best. This was a good reminder that how we do it right now really does work for us. It's not to say that we can't try new things. We can't switch it up every once in a while. But I don't think you being in the room and sitting and watching is necessarily the answer to that. So that was a good reminder. The other thing is the bond that I have created with Leo it really is a special thing. It doesn't come along every day in the lifestyle. And I'm not going to get into specifics, but he and I kind of had a little bit of a quarrel the day after this whole thing happened. And I think if it had been anyone besides Leo, I would have been like, fuck off. I'm done talking to you. Yeah. But I truly value this man sexually and otherwise. I truly believe he is something special in the lifestyle. Someone like him doesn't come along every day. And I really do feel fortunate to have that in my life right now. Yeah. Listen, I'm... Look, I envy the relationship that you had with Clint, who is a great friend, still is, and the relationship you have with Leo, who is just a phenomenal guy and really almost Clint 2.0 at this point. He's the new version of Clint. A very different person than Clint, but yes. But yeah, that relationship, that level of relationship, right? So for me, I would like to have the same kind of connection that that you had with Clint and that you have with Leo with someone as well, which is why my playing with these two gals and with the gentleman that I'm seeing and, you know, I'm trying to find a thing that makes the most sense for me. Yeah. Because I I like how you guys interact and that's a big part of what turns me on about the whole process, which is why I don't need to see it. Right. I I can absolutely experience it and, and get the energy from you when we're together and seeing it isn't adding to that. I guess that's my point. That's the thing I got from this. I didn't need to see it to add to the intensity. In fact, it wasn't as hot as when I just hear it from you. Yeah. It just wasn't. Because, of course, now I'm also taking pictures. I'm videoing. So I'm not focused on what's going on as much as I should be. If I had sat in that room and turned my back to you and closed my eyes and looked in the, and, you know, faced the corner, it would have been hotter. <laughs> That's the truth of it. It's much hotter to hear what happened after I left than what it was that I saw. Yeah. So I don't need it. And then I look, I think, back to just a few now at this point a few weeks ago when we did the blindfold that was fucking hot for me yeah you know i orchestrated that i put it together you enjoyed it obviously i I was happy because it was a fucking home run and i chose the right guy and then you and i had instant hot fucking sex right after didn't see any of it any more than you did (laughs) listening for me to your experience from another room is far more intense for me than being there. If I'm going to be close to you at all in a situation like that, listening makes more sense for me. Well, I loved this experience because it was a learning lesson and because it was with Leo and because I got to share something new with you, even though it wasn't as hot as either of us were hoping it would be. I still feel like it was something we got to share together, which was kind of fun and different for us. So a learning experience too. Yep, absolutely. So we're going to be sharing more details of this on our bonus episode this week. We also have new sex on your terms that are going to be going up. We've had a lot of people reaching out and saying, where did sex on your terms go? It is exclusively for our patients. Patreon members now. It is still the same show. We go in depth on a topic each time. We're only sharing that on Patreon. So make sure you find that and so many other bonuses as our thank you for sponsoring the show and supporting us. 
by heading to patreon.com slash front porch swingers. If you guys want to see some hot stuff, I have a couple of hot wife videos that are currently up. I have a big surprise coming at the very end of this month on OnlyFans. You can find all of the dirty stuff at OnlyFans.com slash front porch swingers. Brian has a very fun OnlyFans, which is OnlyFans.com slash buy hyphen zaddy. Make sure you are looking for our future events. You can find all of the information on the future events at members.frontporchswingers.com. If you're planning on coming to Podbash, make sure you head on over to podbashevent.com to see that information. And I think just in general, we have had some amazing experiences lately. We've been very introspective lately. A lot of growth, I think, has come out of the last couple of months for us. And we're sharing all of that here. And I'm really excited to continue doing that. Yeah, absolutely. We are learning more and more about ourselves and about our relationship and what the space means to us in, in every aspect. And, I, you know, again, I think every opportunity or every experience we have now is also an opportunity to learn something. Absolutely. So stay tuned every single Monday for a new episode of FPS. And thank you so much for listening. Thanks, everybody.